This is a Federal News Network podcast. Starting May of this year, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory will have a new permanent director. President of Worcester Polytechnic Institute, Lori Leshin, was selected earlier this year to lead JPL. Before she takes the reins, however, I wanted to pick her brain about some of the projects she'll be most excited about once she's in the big seat. I was definitely really honored and thrilled and humbled to be offered the position, and it really feels like a homecoming to me. Uh, Some of the most impactful experiences of my career have taken place at JPL and at Caltech and so and at NASA. So it's exciting to get to come home. Yeah. Can we uh, give it into a little bit of those experiences? Uh, What prior uh, projects off the top of your head can you remember working with uh, JPL? Well, sure. I mean, my my work with them goes back a long way, but a more recent one is I was there in 2012 when we landed Curiosity on Mars, which turned out to have been on my birthday in 2012. And I was there with the science team as a member of the science team, cheering, uh, going crazy when we landed. And then, of course, instead of getting to continue to celebrate, you immediately have to go to work because it's like you have a new baby almost born on Mars and you've got to go make sure it's safe and healthy and and start to plan the first science that we do. We went right to work. It was 1030 at night. Oh, it's a good birthday. Uh, so can uh, it was can, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Can your uh, future colleagues look forward to a uh, work hard, play hard attitude when you take the helm? Well, uh, I I think work hard for sure, and uh, I absolutely know that the people of JPL work incredibly hard, even through a pandemic, to continue to explore the solar system and beyond, as well as to look back here on Earth and help us understand and respond to climate change. So that's incredibly hard work, but it's incredibly exciting work. It's pushing the frontiers of knowledge and exploration. Yeah. Are there any current projects going on uh, that you're excited to um, be able to really have a <laughs> have a hand, have the hand in uh, once you uh, yeah. get in there? There's so many exciting things happening right now. We'll have a, a couple of launches later this year. One a mission called Psyche that's going to go to a metal asteroid. The first time we'll ever be exploring one of these very interesting objects uh, left over from the beginning of the solar system. That'll be followed in a few more years by a mission to Europa, which is one of the moons of Jupiter, which we think has an ocean beneath its icy shell. We're going to be exploring that. And then one of the big ones that's coming in solar system exploration is actually following on the tails of Perseverance, which is drilling into Mars rocks and collecting cores of those rocks. We're going to send a mission to retrieve those cores and bring them back to Earth so that the best scientists and the best labs on our planet can analyze them and really try and get at that question of, are we alone? Could there have been life on Mars? Those are all really exciting things coming in the future. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit about what you see as the overall role of what is probably NASA's most famous research laboratory, uh, how it's evolved over the years, and, and what you see for it in the future? Yeah, it has evolved a lot. You know, it really started doing jet propulsion, which is still in the name, and today we are the premier center for robotic exploration of the solar system, of the Earth, of beyond the solar system with our, our telescopes. We have a great instrument on the James Webb Space Telescope, for example, that was managed by our colleagues at NASA Goddard in D.C., uh, outside D.C. So we definitely are leaders in robotic space exploration, but we're also leaders in space technology development and innovation in STEM education and getting kids excited about really pursuing their dreams in the tech sector. And so we do great missions and we're more than missions. 
Yeah, I was uh, at a conference yesterday um, that was focused more on the Space Force, but the idea of uh, RPA and, and automation in space came up, and there was a lot of, we're excited about it, but we're not really sure where where it fits in. Uh, do, would, have you done any research on what, what AI technology might be looking like in the future of space exploration and space research? Well, I do think there's a lot of new technologies coming to bear, right? Uh, machine learning, AI data science are especially important when we think about the, the deluge of earth science data that we have to really try and get smarter as we try and understand our own planet and its destiny. There's a lot of great roles for um, you know, dealing with huge data sets and understanding the changes that are happening here on earth. And then as we think about things like you know, managing debris in space, there, there definitely are huge opportunities for new technologies, new entrants, new kinds of companies to come in and play important roles. And I think we're going to be seeing the role of, you know, near Earth space, humans in near Earth space changing dramatically in the next decade. Uh, so many new co uh, companies on the scene. And, and we just look forward to being able to collaborate with them and, and help build this space economy, uh, which benefits Earth, but also is off planet economy. You provided me with a perfect segue. If you're going to be a space leader nowadays, you're going to get asked about the explosion in the uh, amount of companies working in the commercial space sector. Uh, commercial space sector, excuse me. Uh, what what do you make of the amount of partnerships now that NASA has with commercial companies? And uh, you know, are you are you going to look to continue that on? And I imagine there's going to be more. Absolutely, it's a, an incredibly exciting time in the space ecosystem. It's changing fast and for the better. You know, I worked at NASA previously, and about just over 10 years ago, we started the Commercial Crew Program when I was in working in the Future Human Spaceflight Program at NASA headquarters. And you know, we just had this glimmer that someday there would be abundant number of private companies capable of doing space transportation, of of providing uh, you know commercial launches and commercial. Uh, landing systems and all kinds of things. And now we're really seeing that come to life. It's so gratifying to see. I asked you earlier if there were any projects that you were looking forward to that JPL's already into. Uh, are you going to bring any new directions or new new ideas? I imagine you are, but uh, any anything specific that you, you want to see the lab uh, really take more of a role in? We work really closely with universities, with the science community, uh, to de help develop their priorities and then bring those priorities to life. So to me, it's all about partnership and collaboration. The commercial space companies provide uh, new ways to build partnerships. And so I will be focusing a lot on, you know, yes, delivering on our current missions and looking to the future and those big, really difficult things that only places like JPL can do. But also, how do we help enable this whole space ecosystem to do more, do it better, do it faster? Yeah, you mentioned earlier about the uh, workforce priorities. Uh, and, you know, like other agencies, NASA is looking to diversify its workforce. Uh, what kind of efforts are you going to be undertaking once you're uh, over at JPL? Well, I think it's really critical that places like JPL, that the whole STEM and tech sector really work to become uh, work, workplaces where everyone can thrive, where everyone can do their best work and everyone can contribute because you know what? We need all the brains. It's not enough for just some people to be able to go into these fields. We need everybody who has passion for exploration to be able to work at a place like JPL. So I look forward to getting there and digging into what systemic things we can continue to do to make JPL a welcoming place. But also it's about really building those pipelines, 
building um, connections with things like HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, with K-12 systems. Los Angeles is an incredibly diverse community. We've got to be reaching out and making sure our doors are wide open. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.